this tent And there you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years Love All right, thank you for joining the ESBC Sports Betting Podcast with the purpose of each podcast is to make money. And every single podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome, right? So the purpose is to share the information I know about wagering and making money. I've made ungodly amount of money 2011 betting on the NCAA uh, college basketball tournament, ungodly amount of money uh, betting college basketball through the years. Another successful year this year, and money doesn't grow on trees. We live in a $134 trillion market. Uh, we live in the richest country in the world. You got an MBA, clients worth, you know, 20 million and above, 50 million and above. I'm privileged to have that. Uh, but freedom isn't free. And you got to work for it. And you got to have a strategy. I remember growing up, uh, my mom, brilliant businesswoman, she came with just the clothes on her back and left the service with $11 million in assets. Very smart. And I used to ask my mom for advice. And she'd say, pray on it. I'm like, just pray on it? Really? As smart as you are? Great decisions you've made? And you're not going to give me any advice? You're just going to say, pray on it? So I went out and I... On top of my MBA, I did independent study to figure out uh, a scientific math-based, logic-based methodology to make a decision, to make the right decision. Probability theory, I studied that. And that's helped me make money sports today. So the purpose is to share the information. Now, what's happened in sports betting is that since it's a $134 trillion market, there's money for everyone. And it's a collaborative process with random strangers. So in this polarized society, it's great to be able to collaborate, to share information, so we can make money together in the richest country in the world. So it's, it's great to be able to do that. And in uh, the four years of the podcast, I've gotten great information that I've been able to monetize from people who are complete strangers until uh, they listen to the podcast or somebody referred them to the podcast or they saw a post on social media. So it's great to be able to do that. Every time you give one, you get 10 back. That philanthropy or religion is a business practice. And it met a lot of great people through the podcast. So we're going to continue it, uh, and what we'll do is, so that's the purpose. And, and the outcome, you heard the outcome, made money collaborating with listeners of the podcast and be able to share the information, get rid of a little bit of my survival guilt, because a lot of people get taken advantage in the sports betting market, 
And any questions, feel free to ask. Uh, people are reported over $200,000 made. And I figure it's, I'm not as religious as my dad. My dad's a preacher. But in the Bible, Jesus healed 10 people of leprosy. Only two came back uh, to thank Jesus for healing him of leprosy. And the rumor was that one came back because he dropped a $20 bill. He knew Jesus was going to return the $20 bill. <laughs> it, it wasn't to say thank you. So uh, the $200,000 people have reported making on the podcast. I bet you it's around a million. A lot of people have taken picks, taken strategies, made money, and have not even reported how much they made or said thank you. But I appreciate and I think the people who have, right? The greatest country in the world, we can do this, all right? So it's going to be a three-part series, and I'm going to go broad to narrow. Uh, again, we're going to use decision science. We're going to use probability theory and apply it to sports betting and betting on the NCAA tournament. Uh, when you invest in a stock, right, I get MBA securities licenses. When you invest in a stock, there's two main methodologies that helps you make a decision on which stock to buy. And I'm fortunate that I'm a good stock picker and uh, guys who make a lot more money than me have more money Assets under management more than me pay me to pick stocks, right? I have a knack for it. So the same way I pick a stock is the same way I pick a basketball game. And nobody's ever gotten rich with technical analysis. So it's technical analysis versus fundamental analysis. Technical analysis is charts. Uh, very inhuman approach. Just based on the numbers, you're going to make the decision. Fundamental analysis is old school. Right, And I'll post on the podcast a link to the top 10 rules of betting that applies fundamental analysis. Nobody's ever gotten rich with technical analysis. People have gotten rich with fundamental analysis. So we take a fundamentalness analysis approach and we combine it with sports betting. All right? So combine it with college basketball. So number one rule of sports betting is never bet your own team. Number two is always do your research. You start betting on the NCAA tournament, start to start thinking about betting on the NCAA tournament today. Today is February the 17th. It doesn't start to a month from now. You can't just roll into Vegas and I've seen it happen on Thursday morning and filling out those sheets and standing in line and making a decision, then you have to have form a basis and be prepared like any other, like a business meeting or any other business approach. We take a business approach, right, to sports betting, and that helps us maintain relationships. My, my wife doesn't even like sports, but she likes cashing tickets. She likes that she's going to benefit monetarily from consistently uh, winning betting on sports, right? So... To that end, uh, your number one assignment is what is the philosophy of the coach? Meaning, uh, is he like uh, North Carolina who had a bad regular season? I think they lost to Duke. They split with Duke. 
They were in the middle of the AC, ACC. They didn't win the ACC tournament, but they ended up winning the national title, right? Because they recruit, they have the type of system to win at the end. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. Long-term thinking is higher-level thinking. So who are the long-term thinkers, right? What are coaches from a mid-major that all they care about is winning the regular season title? There's other coaches that all they care about is winning the conference tournament. They have a team. They have a 2.0 team, uh, you know, somewhere. And they know that their kids are all over the place, but they can get them to concentrate one week out of the year. Get them to concentrate and win four games in a row in 10 days or whatever, or four games or four nights, whatever. Some coaches, all they care about, oh, if we can, I, oh all I want to do in my career is win one NCAA tournament game. All they care about is that one tournament game. Now, is that team going to win? Not necessarily, but they're going to cover. All right? Uh, so you got to think that. Some coaches are like, all I want to do is get out of the first weekend and make it to this week 16. Other coaches have Final Four. And mine or national title, like your North Carolinas of the world, right? your Dukes of the world. Now, Kansas is interesting because Bill Self, all he cares about is the regular season title. Uh, he won a title. He bought a title, basically. You know, he paid to get some extra players to win a title. But all he cares about is a regular season title. The, the philosophy is focus on what you have most control over. And a lot of coaches feel no matter how much talent you have, to win a national title, there's luck involved. Now, when you look at probability theory, the highest level of probability th uh, probability is 80%, right? You can't, there's no guarantees in life. There's a probability up to 80% that something's going to happen for sure. So, Bill Self puts all his marbles, you know, he makes $6 million a year. He's won, what, 14, 15. Uh, big A titles in a row. He puts all his marbles during the regular season. Obviously, North Carolina held some things back for the NCAA tournament that they didn't use in the regular season. They did not use uh, in the ACC tournament for the ACC tournament for the NCAA tournament. Right? So you got and you say, okay, Josh, how do I do this research? How do I find out what the coach is thinking? The coach says it. I remember reading a book uh, 40 years ago in psychology. And, and when you talk to somebody, they'll tell you their whole life story in, in half hour. They'll confess everything. To let them talk, right? First 48. You watch that show, cop show, where people confess. Just get them talking. People confess. They'll tell you everything you need to know. Unfortunately, this is a great movie about two detectives in France in the 1500s. Highly recommend it. And all they did was ask questions and let people talk, and they solved every crime. And, you know, this is, what, 2023? This is, that's more than 500 years ago. And they uh, solved crimes to the level of crimes being solved today. Well, today we have a lot more technology. So read the beep writer. Uh, look at the course of history. Uh, you look at the Twitter for the fans, maybe a fan, hardcore fan, uh, alluded to that, right? We have a type of team. I don't know how far we can go, but we can win the our our you know 
our league title. Oh, we can win a game. We can sneak and win. A, you know, what are they thinking? What does the coach think? Right? What What is the ceiling for that team? Okay. So as we move along here in the three weeks, we'll go to broad to narrow. Right. So uh, in the following weeks, we will talk about uh, metrics and how to apply them to determining uh, the outcome, being able to anticipate the outcome of uh, NCAA tournament games and being able to monetize them, all right? We'll look at certain metrics. And then the third week, we'll look at basketball strategy and how it links to what's going on with the lines, what's going on with the spread, and uh, how you can get ahead. Because Leon must say that it's true that when you get close to the truth, you can anticipate outcomes and monetize, right? So to that end, you have to go through a process. So the first thing I do is what is the coach's philosophy? What kind of team does he have? Is he putting in all his marbles on regular season or is he waiting to the league tournament, right? <clears throat> And does he think he has a team that could go far in the tournament versus a team? Uh, he's just happy to be there, right? So you have to know that when you're you're making a determination in the research when you do it. Now, now is when you do that research. So number one rule of betting: do not bet your own team. Number two is always do your research, right? And and that's how. Decision sciences, and it's used by the major Fortune 500 companies in order to make decisions, is, you know, you eliminate variables and co-variables. You go through every single scenario. You apply math, and you apply logic, right? Rigorously until, well, until you come up with an answer. Same thing with picking NCAA tournament games. So very excited. You know, as I went through the podcast, thinking uh, how we have a system to get ahead, to have everybody has to have three streams of income, and we're happy to do it. Sports betting is one of those, right? So do your research, find out what your coaches, the coaches are thinking, teams are thinking about betting on. Uh, I'll post my uh, my own poll, and that's a, I'll close with this: come up with your own polls. Bracketology, minority, uh, polls, they're all worthless. You got to come up with your own poll. St. Peter's beat Kentucky, and St. Peter's wasn't ranked. Fairleigh Dickerson beat Purdue. Purdue was what? The number one team? Fairleigh Dickerson was the number 300 team, right? But you can look at Fairleigh Dickerson like, whoa, these these guys can look can give these guys problems. You give the other guys problems next month. That's what you got to do. So you got to look at teams now and project what the truth is about them for the future. So I always close every podcast with my favorite quotes that's helped me a lot in business. When I owned a restaurant, it was giving away plantings, right? And it's not philanthropy. It's not that I'm a nice guy. It's a business maxim that's really analogous to sports betting. And the communal process, uh, communal collaborative process with random strangers, which is awesome in this polarized 
political society we live in. And once we're, you know, we're close to World War III right now. Winston Churchill in his fire chat, side chats in the Second World War said, it's, it's a true maximum in life. When you give one, you get 10 back. And he said, you make a living, right, from your labor. But, like the information people have given me to monetize and sports betting, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the EFBC Podcast Network. That's why this one don't cost $800, and that goes to us. And I don't know what that costs, I'm just shaking the word. That's why I'm worth it to you.